0: Uh, greetings and uh, welcome to another episode of uh, the Conscious Observer podcast. Um, So Tyree Nichols, uh, brother Tyree Nichols, uh, was killed um, by five black men I'm going to just get straight to the point Um, Being killed by five black men Is not a testament of black um, Black nature Um, Getting killed by those five black men Is a testament uh, once again And this may bore you um, Of white supremacy um, I know that from you know I I, I keep a very open mind um, when I'm speaking, and um, I gather a lot of notes and I run into when I talk to people that I that I know in my personal life, and um, when I talk to these people, uh, the the topic of white supremacy and the topic of racism and the more intricate conversation about social engineering the process by which people are influenced um you know all of us are susceptible to influence you know the reason why you may like a particular thing that you like um, is actually you know not always simply because of something that is innate to you yourself but quite possibly is because a thought was placed inside of you a a well-engineered thought that a group of people somewhere had and you know to get you to buy a product or you know to to get you to become a participant in an idea uh they um crafted a thought and then they they placed it in front of you and your brain absorbed the thought in a way that was subconscious and so the subconscious tricked you into thinking that the thought was originally yours but if you look around you'll see that the things that you say are the things that many people say and truly you can mark in this day and time you can truly mark the uh difference between the masses and the ones who uh truly have a different thought process by the difference in their language you know so if i say things that you know are different and you hear it and it sounds different it sounds odd maybe it sounds scary to some you know um it sounds you know too uh, radical or uh, you know, too extreme um, as opposed to your own language, and then you find that you know the language that you speak is very uh, copesthetic with everybody else. Everybody seems to be speaking the same language, you know, it's a very easygoing language, there's not a lot of you know um, inflammatory statements inside of your language, your language is very tame. If you notice that, then what you're seeing is the product of social engineering. Uh, you, uh, we have all been under the microscope of white supremacy and have been ex- heavily experimented on, um, heavily experimented on uh, by social scientists. <clears throat> people who understand psychology a lot better than even you know you or I you know you know I was gonna say even myself but like I'm some type of expert but I'm not um I like to think that because I'm a black man that you know I naturally have a greater grasp on psychology um but that is not exactly true either um so there are you know and are groups of white people out there and uh, some of those groups may be you know mixed in slightly with people of other races but the groups are predominantly white and they are responsible for shaping the consciousness of the society that is their responsibility that is their job to create order even if the order is chaotic chaos is a thriving place for satan satan for satanic people or just satan um in creating chaos there is creating a you know the continual problem you know we, we were taught that in sales you create a problem and then you solve it you tell the customer you have a problem then you tell the customer, "I can fix your problem." This is the the attitude of Satan, how he stays in control by causing a system of chaos, and that, and by causing a system of chaos, where you have gender dysphoria, and you know people who are, you know, just completely outside of their minds when it comes to their identity. That is social engineering that is created for the purpose of creating, um, you know, uh, a, a certain amount of antipathy. What's that, the word? Let's just say chaos. I hate using the same word over and over again. That's just something about me. I like vocabulary words. I like this white man's language. You got a hundred words for the same thing but um, those black men that killed that brother, they were not operating from a black train of thought. It's been often said, you know, it was even shown in the movie, uh, Boys in the Hood, you know, in the scene when uh, Lawrence Fishburne's character was talking to the black officer The black officer was all, you know, fuck you, fuck you, nigga. Fuck you, nigga. And Lawrence Fishburne was saying, brother, there's a problem and it's sad that you don't see it. It's often been said that black police officers, because of the culture of the police, the police is a culture that is built off of slave catching. That is the genesis of the police. In fact, it was not even a police system until the freeing of black people from slavery. Before that, you know, it was, you know, outlaws. You know, white people kind of lived, you know, on outlet. And it's not that they didn't have some, you know, system of, you know, of uh, defense against, you know, uh, you know, the... You know, the occurrences that happen in society, but they didn't have a police force. That was something that was created as a response to the freeing of black people. So the very nature of the police is imbued with black hatred. That's the nature of the police. What police? All police. What police department? All police departments. That is the very nature that is in the DNA. They were structured out of the, 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 the sense of needing to continue domination over black people. That is the, the, the origin of the police. And the police just can't get away from that. The only way that the police could get away from that is if they were brought very low. Brought down very low. Um, You know, some people say defunded. I, I agree. I think that the police maybe should be defunded. Um definitely not militarized be as they are becoming the police are becoming more militarized they they go through military training now um they are trained in the use of military weapons um and some of that is due to you know the rise in you know uh pr- attacks from, you know, these rogue incel whites and, you know, mass shootings and, you know, the fear of, you know, um, violent riots and stuff like that. But, but the majority of it is the fear of the black man and the woman who live in the hood, who are the most fearless black people on the planet, truthfully. The most fearless black people on the planet live in the hood which puts them in closer proximity to god in one sense in a sense they put that puts them very close in proximation to to god you know you the the man the brother in the hood is a very fascinating creature he is and i'm not saying creature from a You know, from looking down on him, but I'm a creature too. I'm a fascinating creature. Um, You know, um, from another another sense. Um, But the brother in the hood, he—he is, you know, a master of, of of so many different things that get overlooked. But people really know now, people are really starting to understand that the the bro- these brothers in the hood, they are, like, damn near magical, you know. And so the police fear the uprising of black people, and they are preparing themselves with the, you know, use of military weapons. They're widening the highways so that they can bring in Tanks into the into the hoods where people black people live, so when you see black men kill a black man on the police department, <clears throat> it is because they are they are overcompensating. There's a lot of you, you know, in order to truly understand this you know, and a lot of, you know, I have a brother who I love very much, you know, he he really respects my mind, and he's the only person that I know that is inquisitive as to why I think the way that I think. Other people that I know kind of understand why I think the way that I think because they think the same way, and then other people that I know, they may see me and respect the way that I think, but they don't know the right questions to ask in order to get the same thought processes Inside of their own minds. Um, In order to understand people, you truly have to get in their heads. And I mean that with every sense. I mean that you, you truly have to get into people's heads. You have to know how they, you have to know where they come from. You have to know that's where the phrase, do you see where I'm coming from, comes from. You have to know where people are coming from and their thought. where people are coming come from are their thoughts. Their thoughts are where they derive their behavior and from where they derive their words from. It's their thoughts. People are only as good as their thoughts. So, and their thoughts come from a place. And you've got to kind of be able to trace and map out the person's mind and where they come from in order to kind of understand. And then you have to put yourself in that person's shoes and then you have to understand things like anxiety and you have to understand things like pressure, anxiety, pressure, fear. You know, black police officers face a lot of anxiety being around white police officers. They face a lot of anxiety. They have a lot of fear of the white police officers that they work with. They have a fear of not performing as well. And because they are already indoctrinated so much from public school, you know and having white names if you look at the last names of all those officers, all their last names were smith mills i think was these are all white names you know you have these white names and it gives you a certain sense of belonging to the system of white supremacy and now i know all of my listeners can relate to that I, I i doubt that there's there's probably very few of my listeners who have Uh, original names like myself and that is not something that I you know would have been smart enough to choose on my own but it's something that I'm very fortunate to have because I see when you have a name that is of your own it puts you right on the outside of everything that's why I have no connection to this that's why you know I feel no connection to this system I don't have any type of sentimental value towards it I don't feel you know conflicted with it um you know I don't have these ideas of you know how can I belong more or how can I you know get along better or how can I you know how can I improve upon myself as a black person to be uh, better to white people like you you are good the way that you are in that regard you are good you are good you have not done anything that is so evil that would take you out of the that would you know you have not done anything that is so bad that it should remove you from being appreciated as a human being But those who would look down on you And your humanity Are people who do not have love In their hearts They don't have love They do not have it So There's no need in you going to look For it And trying to even Pretend that it's there That's what I see a lot of Negroes do A lot of Negroes like to you know, superimpose their own love onto white people, you know, kinda like, you know, a projection. They like to project their love and say, oh, this white person loves me. It's only because they are, <laughs> they, they're using their imagination to place a part of themselves in that white person and then feel like they're getting that energy from that person. Or it's just because they don't have the right equipment to be able to judge behavior and to really weigh, weigh, to weigh the volume of a person, to weigh the volume and the metrics of a person's behavior in their soul. Uh, Black people are trained from birth to be accepting of white people, no matter how the white person is. To be forgiving of white people No matter how they are And this is the type of brothers That have come up And then join the police department And then they join the police department And You know They understand that there is a requirement To Make arrests And there is a Pressure upon them to To be tough to be um merciless. And you know, that's where kind of where you get the term mercenary. The police are like mercenaries now. Oh, not now, they've always been. So the black so you take these mindless black men, and I say mindless because for all intents and purposes, when you are raised in the system of white supremacy, it does not give you a mind of your own. Um they actually have constructed this system to rob black people of their mind. You know, to rob you of a sense of how to defend yourself, how to think for yourself, how to, you know, live on your own terms as a human entity. This system does not do that. This system takes away black people's self accountability. It takes away our self-determination. It takes away our names. It takes away our sense of belonging to a greater community. It takes away our sense of identity. So many black people suffer identity dis, uh, discomfort or you know dysphoria because we're always fighting to understand ourselves. Or we're always fighting against ourselves because. It has not been mapped out to us when we were growing up how we should be, how we should behave, how we should act. Everything about our existence has been thrown up in the air and tossed around um, and left a chance. So you see brothers and sisters go through terrible growing pains with themselves. So I can't look at these black men and and assign immediate guilt to them. I mean, they're guilty of killing that brother. They killed that brother. They were caught up in the, the mob. They were caught up in the adrenaline. When you don't have a mind, you... You're, you're all body. That's what the white man made. He made a creature of labor. You need your body in order to do labor. You don't need your mind. All you need to do is be able to be smart enough to take instruction. You don't need your brain. So they made this mindless Negro or um, the concept of the zombie the zombie uh complex actually started it's either from haitian culture it might be from haiti or and the haitians might have gotten it from some type of west african tradition but the zoom they they was originally the zumbi not zombie spelled z-o-m-b-i-e now it used to be z-u-m-b-i zumbi zumbi um and from that mythos um came the zombie so even in zombie you know horror culture there's still a black hatred element because the killing of the zombie is the killing of the black man that's why if you watch zombie movies and pay attention very closely you will see that um the zombies are closely resembled to black people like they'll make the zombies face they'll say that they make their face dark due to like rigor mortis and like the decay of being dead but not really that's not really good it's a uh it's a subliminal message that you know black people will riot and when black people riot you have the right to kill them When black people riot because they are mindless zombies, uh, you have the right to mow them down with machine guns, use atomic submachine guns, rapid fire weaponry to mow them down. and that's why you know the brothers killed that brother because they were mindless they into the a, um a, a part of themselves that they had no feeling and no thought <clears throat> it's not that if you put if you know if you sat down with one of those brothers on a different day on an average day they'd be you know a happy you know very feeling very sentimental brother and i'm sure a lot of people said that that they couldn't believe that these brothers would be involved with the killing of this this man like that, but under the circumstances of being a police officer and all the things that I mentioned before with that, and under the circumstances of being a mindless Negro who has no sense of identity, who does not consider themselves to be thoroughly black, black of mind and black of body, they would do something like that. <clears throat> they would do something like that because they are operating under the auspices of white supremacy 85% of all black people are white supremacists <clears throat> not vehement white supremacists but soft white supremacists Meaning, and man they still love you like your family your family of black people they love you man. you know they love when you come around they love you but they can never love you as much as they truly could because they still operate under the thought processes of white supremacy. And that is a limiting understanding. That understanding in that culture does not allow a person to fully embrace who another person is. You can't breathe. Your brain cannot flex its full potential. It cannot flex its full mental prowess under those constructs under those confines Um, it it gives you no sense of freedom to fully see um, to fully know what what your brother or sister may be thinking or their full capacity or their full potential so you have a small minded concept, a narrow minded you know, like a valley, your mind is like a valley. But not even like a valley, because valleys can be wide. Your mind is like a straw. <laughs> and as you see your brother, you ever put your eye, you ever took a straw and put your eye inside of the, the straw and look through the other side? That's how black people see other black people under the and the the walls of the straw that make the view so narrow and telescopic is white supremacy. It makes you very narrow how you see your brother. And then in moments like this when the adrenaline is high, you can't see your brother. I can't see myself down there. I'm just I'm kicking a nigga. I'm beating a nigga up. Kicking this nigga. I'm pepper spraying this nigga. Why, why you do that? You ain't see yourself down there? You couldn't see yourself? Brother couldn't see themselves down there on that ground with that brother. Because even though they were standing up, they still on the ground too even though they were doing the beat and they still getting beat on, too. It's an opportunity sometimes for the bullied to become the bully. That's why you have to have a strong mindset to keep yourself from assuming those, those um, tendencies, behavioral tendencies. There's a lot of behaviors that pe- we, in our, in our normal mind, we can say that we won't do a lot of things. I wouldn't do that, I wouldn't do that, I wouldn't do that, I wouldn't do that, I would not do that, uh-uh. But the behavior, the biology, the anxiety, the, the chemicals that enter the brain that change the brain's um, atmosphere, it can shift you and make you act in a way that you know is ugly. And you find yourself becoming a slave to the behavior. You become a puppet to the behavior. The behavior say act desperate. You become desperate. And even though you feel ugly while you're in that mode of thinking and you're moving into your body and your mind, a part of your mind is telling you that you're wrong. You're wrong. Ah, this is ugly. You're wrong. You're wrong. You're wrong. You're still a slave to the to the behavior. Still a slave to it. You still got to obey the behavior. <clears throat> I'm angry. Oh, oh is that, how is that going to cause you to act? Because you're angry. Are you going to act? Are you going to now use words that you don't usually use? Are you now going to assume a stance of violence? because, you know, you could be angry but not, you know. Anger to me is just, uh, you know, a heightened version of yourself, that's all. It's like, you know, I'm already on fire. Even as I'm speaking now, I'm on fire. I have a fire inside of me, it's the spirit. It's the thing that illuminates the body or animates the body. The spirit is a, is has been often classified by, you know, different, you know, observers of the spirit as a fire. It's a fire that rests inside of you. Some people's fire is small. Some people's fire is dormant. Some people's fire is very broad and blazing. And when you're angry, it's just, it's not really like you go from being a flower to being a fire. You go from being a fire to being you know just gassed up in a bigger fire a bigger fire that's but a bigger fire a little fire is still fire so the point of the fire of the spirit is not to burn um It's to be is to be seen or in this instance, heard you know, what you're saying, what you tried to say when you were a little fire is not being heard. So you turn up the flame so that you can be heard or seen more. You can see if I turn my fire up, then I, maybe I will be seen. You know, you can see a fire on the side of a mountain. but you can't see a spark. Can't see a spark. So you turn your flame up so people know that, hey, I mean what I say. But some people turn their flame up and then they, it's a forest fire. It's out of control. They're saying things. They're doing things that they know they shouldn't do. People become strangers to that type of anger. You know, when you become angry in that way, you can know a person for years and then they become a stranger to you and then you, when, when a person becomes a stranger, but your feelings to them are hot and temperamental, then, it, then you can do whatever you want to them. Kill them, beat them, whatever, because this person is a stranger now. Doesn't matter if I knew you for five years, I'm angry and my anger is blinding me to who you are. So I don't even see you for who you are who you are or the history that I have with you I don't see that all I see is red and you're in my you're you and it's directed towards you so those brothers doesn't matter that for 400 years they've been seeing themselves and each other being destroyed by police those brothers have You know seen police brutality When they signed up for the job They you know Had anxiety because they Knew that they were joining The the enemy Every black police officer Has that internal anxiety And that internal um, Sort of dread Because they know that They are collaborating directly With the enemy of their people So and so it's an anxiety that they always feel. So those brothers had the experience. They had the history in them. They had the, the mind of, you know, when I go in here, I'm not going to be, you know, a cop like that. They, they told themselves that. Sure they did. Sure they did. They told themselves that. I'm not going to be no cop like that. I'm not going to be no cop like that. I'm going to be a good cop. That's what the brothers told themselves. <laughs> I'm not laughing at the brothers, I'm just laughing at the, I'm just, I'm not, I'm not laughing at the brothers, I'm just laughing at the, the way things turned out, and even that's not funny, none of it is funny, I'm not, I don't laugh because things be funny, I be laughing, my laughs be like cries in disguise. My lives be like little like moments to cry. Sometimes I don't have any tears for this. I can't cry. I've been crying for a long time, watching the black man be destroyed, watching his life being taken away from him, pleading to be spared, pleading to be spared. Please spare my life. It's all I have. All I know is this experience, waking up, seeing the people I love, eating food, breathing air, looking at beautiful images, having sex with a woman, going to work, making money, buying things that I like. This is, this is all I know. And you would take that from me. So I sometimes I just laugh to keep from crying. Truthfully, but even but you know I, I don't my tears I, I have to ask the brother his memory to forgive me I, I pardon me brother Nichols I, my tears brother have been dried up I would shed many tears for you brother if 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 this were the first time that it happened. I wouldn't mind giving you that part of myself. I, you know, you are me. I am you. But this has happened so many times, Brother Nichols. And my tears, they just don't flow like they used to. And that's all right. That's all right. You don't have to show that you are upset. You don't always have to have a visible indication. It's a part of maturity. You know, I used to look in the faces of older men. And older men are very mysterious people. Because you never really see older men emotional. But you always see them thinking. Or you don't see them thinking. You actually don't see them, their thoughts. You just see what they do. Older men are not very transparent people. They're not transparent. But because they're not transparent does not mean that there is not a world that exists beyond if behind their face. I always looked at older men in admiration to one day be a man like that myself. And it's, a sl- it's slowly happening on its own. It's not even something that I have to really wish for. It's, it's my destiny to be that way. Um. Hmm. I have to go now. I enjoy talking to y'all. I wish that there was a way that we can talk to each other. Um, you know, I've given my my socials before, and I guess I'll continue to do so. Haven't heard from anybody when I've done it before. Um, but I'll continue to do so. Um, you can reach me um, by my Instagram. Um, direct message me on my Instagram. My Instagram is uh, H-A... S H U D E C O R H A S H U D E C O R H-A-S-H-U-D-E-C-O-R. And that spells out Hashu Decor. It was an interior design idea that I had at one point in time one of my million ideas I've had and did not go through with, but, um, I use it, I use it now to post, uh, freestyles and, you know, little artistic things that I do, um, so you can reach me on there, um, and, you know, tell me what you think of the podcast and, um, uh, you know, uh, what you, uh, what you would like me to touch base on in the future. Well, okay. It was good speaking with you and uh, have a good day and keep your head up and keep your faith in God and keep your faith in yourself and treat yourself well and be mindful of your surroundings. Peace. (laughs)